بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم We continue the explanation of Riyadh al-Salihin and we are in the chapter on patience and the author رحمه الله gave some of the Quranic verses concerning as-sabr and the third verse which he cited is the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in surah az-zumar 39.10 إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّى الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّى الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ Only those who are patient shall receive their reward in full without reckoning. So they will receive their reward. But what? بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ Without reckoning. We know that with respect to righteous deeds, righteous deeds are amplified in reward. The good deed by tenfold to seven hundred fold to many, many folds. As to the patience, however, patience as sabr, then its amplification is without reckoning. From Allah this indicates great reward. And that man may not or does not have the ability to imagine the magnitude of this reward because it is not presented in number but it is a matter known with Allah without reckoning so we don't say in this case with respect to the reward of patience on patience we don't say the good deed is uh, amplified tenfold to seven hundred and so forth. But rather, we say that the reward will be in full without reckoning. And in this ayah, therefore, it is obvious the incitement on patience. Then the author, rahimahullah, cited the fourth verse in Surah Ashura 42. 43 في قوله تعالى ولمن صبر وغفر إن ذلك لمن لمن عزم الأمور ولمن صبر وغفر إن ذلك لمن عزم الأمور and verily whosoever shows patience and forgives that would truly be from the things recommended by Allah so the person who tolerates the harm inflicted upon him by people and forbears and forgives them their wrongdoings and the harm they cause to him then this is from the things recommended by Allah and from the strong matters which require endurance especially if the harm falling the person 
or befalling the person is due to his jihad in Allah's cause or due to his obedience to Allah. We know that harm done by people has many causes to it. If the cause is the obedience to Allah and striving in His path and enjoining what is good and forbidding what is evil, then the person will be rewarded for this from two angles. First, from the harm due to the harm inflicted upon him or caused to him, there is reward on that. Second, his patience on the obedience for which he was harmed. And therefore in this ayah, there is also incitement to be patient, patient on the harm done by people, and to forgive them their wrongdoing. However, it must be noted that the forgiveness is not all the time praiseworthy. The forgiveness is not all the time praiseworthy. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala restricted that the afu, the forgiveness, must be associated with amending must be associated with amending al-islah qala Allah ta'ala in surah al-shura 4240 faman afa wa aslaha faman afa wa aslaha fa ajruhu ala Allah in surah al-shura 4240 the recompense for an evil is an evil like thereof, but whoever forgives and makes amendment or amends, his reward is due from Allah. وَأَصْلَحَ Amends. So if there is no amending in the forgiveness and pardoning, then don't forgive nor pardon. Example. If the one who caused harm to you is known as a person of evil and mischief and that if you forgive him then that would only increase in his evil therefore in this situation the best is that you don't forgive him in this situation, the best is that you don't forgive him. Rather, you take your right in order to cause a benefit in amending, in rectifying. However, in the case, if the person whom you forgive, and your forgiveness in this case does not entail an evil outcome, then in this case, it is better to forgive, it is better to forgive.
Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in this verse, His reward is due from Allah. The one who forgives and makes amendment, his reward is due from Allah. And if one's reward is due from Allah, then this is good for you. Instead of taking compensation from the righteous deeds of the person who did wrong to you. Now, the fifth verse which the author, Rahimahullah, cited is in Surah Al-Baqarah, chapter 2, verse 153. Seek help in patience and as-salah, prayer, truly Allah is with as-sabirin, the patient ones. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands that we seek help in patience and that's because if the person is patient and awaits the relief from Allah then his affairs will be made easy. So if a person is afflicted with something which requires patience then let him be patient. And forbear. And as in the hadith, وَعْلَمْ أَنَّ النَّصْرَ مَعَ الصَّبْرِ And know that with patience there is victory. وَأَنَّ الْفَرَجَ مَعَ الْكَرْبِ And that with distress there is relief. وَأَنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ يُسْرًا And that with hardship there is ease. And this is reported by Imam Ahmed. As to the Salah, it helps on worldly matters and also matters of the deen to the extent that the Messenger وسلم, used to, whenever a serious matter befalls him, he would flee to As-Salah, he would flee to As-Salah. And this hadith is reported by At-Tabari in his Tafsir and also by Imam Ahmad in his Musnad. And Al-Shaykh Al-Albani rahimahullah considered it Hassan, good narration. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it clear in his book that the, the Salah protects against sinful actions and evil and mischief so when the person takes the help of salah in his affairs Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make them easy for him because the salah is a sila, is a connection between the slave and his rabb Allah azza wa jal the person stands before Allah's hands subhanahu wa ta'ala and converse with him in private and invokes him and offers means of nearness to him those which take place in Salah and thus that's why it is a cause of help then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said inna allaha ma'as sabirin inna allaha ma'as sabirin verily Allah is with 
the as-sabirin, the patient, and the with the companionship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is classified into two types. First, a general comprehensive companionship with al-ma'iyya, al-ma'iyya, al-'amma, al-shamila, the companionship, the general comprehensive one. And this is which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala referred to in Surah Al-Hadid, chapter 57, verse 4. And He is with you, wheresoever you may be. And also in Surah Al-Mujadila, 58, verse 7. ما يكون من نجوى ثلاثة إلا هو رابعهم ولا خمسة إلا هو سادسهم ولا أدنى من ذلك ولا أكثر إلا هو معهم There is no Najwa secret council of three but he is their fourth nor of five but he is their sixth not of less than that or more but he is with them wherever they may be. This comprehensive companionship comprises the entire creation. And there is no creature except that Allah is with him. Encompassing him by his authority, by his ability, by his seeing, by his hearing by his knowledge the second type the second type is the particular ma'iyya the particular with or companionship this is the one which entails aid help and giving victory and this is Special to the messengers and their followers. This is special to the messengers and their followers. It is not for everyone. Allah Ta'ala in Surah Al-Nahl, chapter 16, verse 128. Inna Allah ma'al ladheena attaqaw wal ladheena hum Muhsinun. Truly Allah is with those who fear Him and those who are Muhsinun, good doers. Waqala Ta'ala in Allah Sabirin as in this verse, verily Allah is with the patient ones and the like of these verses which indicate the Al Ma'iyatul Khasa the special particular Companionship. Both types of companionship do not indicate that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with people in their places. Rather, He, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is with them and He is above 
while he Azzawajal, is above the heavens ascended his throne and there is nothing which opposes such a matter nothing prevents this because a thing could be above while with you it could be above and with you and the Arabs say the Arabs say ما زلنا نسير والقمر معنا this is the Arabic language of the Arabs they say ما زلنا نسير والقمر معنا we continued the walking and the moon is with us with us yet we all know that the moon is above and they also used to say the Arabs also used to say مَا زِلْنَا نَسِيرُ وَسُهَيْلٌ مَعَنَا Suhail is a name of a star known and it is above we continued the walking and Suhail is with us so then to Allah belongs the best example what would you think now concerning the creator Azza wa Jal he is above everything a rose on his arsh yet he encompasses subhanahu wa ta'ala everything with everyone no matter where you may be Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala encompasses you by his will by his authority by his hearing by his seeing by his knowledge and so forth so there is nothing to prevent this companionship And in the saying of Allah Azza wa Jal in this verse, Inna Allah ma'as sabirin, verily Allah is with the patient, this is an indication that Allah helps the patient, and supports him, and cares and takes care of him, so that he can endure that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves. The sixth verse which the author Rahimahullah cited was verse 47 from Surah Muhammad 31. قَوْلُهُ فِي قَوْلِهِ تَعَالَى وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ حَتَّى نَعْلَمَ الْمُجَاهِدِينَ مِنْكُمْ وَالصَّابِرِينَ وَنَبْلُوَ أَخْبَارَكُمْ وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ And surely we shall try you. So we shall try you till we test those who strive hard for the cause of Allah. 
and the patient ones. We shall try you till we know. The mujahideen, the patient, the those who strive hard in Allah's cause, was sabirin and the patient ones. And we shall test your facts. The one who is a liar and the one who is truthful. So, surely we shall try you and test you. Meaning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tries the slaves in the ordinance of jihad upon them. So that he knows who amongst them in this trial will succeed. Who will be patient and who will not be. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in another verse, in Surah Muhammad 47, verses 4 till 6, وَالَّذِينَ قُتِلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ فَلَنْ يُضِلَّ أَعْمَالَهُمْ سَيَهْدِيهِمْ وَيُصْلِحُ بَالَهُمْ وَيُدْخِلُهُمُ الْجَنَّةَ عَرَّفَهَا لَهُمْ We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from His favors. But He lets you fight in order to test you, some with others. But those who are killed in the way of Allah, He will never let their deeds be lost. He will guide them and set right their state and admit them to paradise which he has made known to them. So the saying, حَتَّى نَعْلَمَ الْمُجَاهِدِينَ Until we know those who strive. Some people may fall under the delusion because of their lack of knowledge that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not know something until it takes place. Until it occurs. This is incorrect. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows things and matters before their occurrence. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al-Hajj 22.70 أَلَمْ تَعْلَمْ أَنَّ اللَّهَ يَعْلَمُ مَا فِي السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ إن ذلك في كتاب إن ذلك على الله يسير Know you not that Allah knows all that is in heaven and on earth Verily it is all in the book Allah المحفوظ The preserved tablet Verily that is easy for Allah Anyone who claims that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not know of a thing Until it is manifested or takes place or occurs then he is belying this verse and the like of the verses which stand as proof that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the things before their occurrence before they occur however the knowledge in this verse which we are talking about and we shall try you until we know those striving this is the knowledge upon which reward or punishment depends. That is because the mere knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about something before it occurs doesn't entail uh, anything from uh, 
the side of the action of the servant or the slave. Because the slave is not tested by it so that the matter is known. So when he is tested by it and tried by it, there it becomes known that he deserves the reward or the punishment. So therefore, what is intended here is حَتَّى نَعْلَمَ الْمُجَاهِدِينَ Until we know those who strive, meaning a knowledge upon which recompense depends. And some of the people of knowledge had mentioned that what is intended by this verse حَتَّى نَعْلَمَ الْمُجَاهِدِينَ Until we know those who strive, meaning knowledge of manifestation meaning until the thing is manifested because the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about something before its occurrence is a knowledge that it will occur is a knowledge that it will come to occur and his knowledge بَعْدَ كَوْنِهِ His knowledge after its occurrence which is related to its occurrence is a knowledge that it came to occur. And there is difference between these two types of knowledge. The first knowledge is عِلْمٌ بِأَنَّهُ سَيَكُونَ is a knowledge that it will take place. And the second is Ilmun بِأَنَّهُ كَان is a knowledge that it occurred. And the difference will become clear to you. For example, if a person tells you سَوْفَ أَفْعَلُ كَذَا وَكَذَا غَدًا I will do such and such tomorrow. Now, you have knowledge now. Knowledge as to what he, in, what he told you. Right? Now you have knowledge as to what he told you concerning this matter. Right? You are following on this example now? If someone says to you, I will do such and such tomorrow. Now, knowledge occurred to you now, right? You have knowledge now as to what? As to what he told you. Of what he informed you about, right? That it will come as to what will be done tomorrow, right? Right or wrong? Clear meaning? Before we move on. Now, if he does this thing tomorrow, if he does this thing tomorrow, now you have another knowledge. Right or wrong? Now you have another knowledge. Meaning, you have a knowledge that the thing which he told you about, that he will do, 
indeed what he did it right it came to occur right so now we have two sides to uh, in explaining this issue of the knowledge in this verse حتى نعلم المجاهدين until we know those who we uh, try and uh, those who strive when we tried them the first what is intended by this knowledge is the knowledge which you know upon which there will be reward or punishment and this cannot be except after the testing after Allah tests the slave and tries him the second is what is intended by this knowledge is علم الظهور the knowledge of the manifestation because the knowledge of a thing before it occurs is a knowledge that it will occur and when it occurs then it is a knowledge of what occurred is that clear now? is that clear? alhamdulillah طيب الله سبحانه وتعالى says here حتى نعلم المجاهدين المجاهدين plural of مجاهد the مجاهد is the one who puts the effort and strives to make the word of Allah سبحانه وتعالى prevailing so therefore this term comprises the مجاهد with his knowledge and the مجاهد with his arms both are mujahid in the cause of Allah. The one who makes jihad by his knowledge, meaning he is the one who learns the knowledge and teaches it and spreads it amongst people and makes this as a way to have the sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have it implemented this is a mujahid and the one who carries the arms to find the to fight the enemies is also a mujahid in the cause of Allah if what is intended by both types of jihad is to have the word of Allah the kalimatullah the al-uliya is the prevailing one And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this verse said وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ حَتَّى نَعْلَمَ الْمُجَاهِدِينَ مِنْكُمْ وَالصَّابِرِينَ وَنَبْلُوَ أَخْبَارَكُمْ And that we test you and it becomes clear to us a manifestation upon which there will be reward or punishment. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala referred to this kind of testing He said وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ وَبَشَّرْ الصَّابِرِينَ And give glad tidings to the patient ones. And this address is to the Prophet ﷺ and to everyone to whom this address reaches. Meaning, بَشَّرْ يَا مُحَمَّدْ Give the glad tidings of Muhammad. And also, whoever reaches, whoever this command reaches him, 
then let him give glad tidings to the patient ones, those who endure and don't face the trials with resentfulness, rather they deal with it with endurance and patience, and more perfectly to face it with content, and even more than that, to face it with gratitude, giving thanks to Allah, as we discussed in the previous discussions, that the one who's tested and tried by the painful pre-decrees ordained by Allah Azawajal, then he has four situations. There are those who resent and there are those who persevere patiently and those who are content and those who give thanks. And in this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَبَشَّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ And give glad tidings to the patient ones. Who are those ones? He said in the next verse, الَّذِينَ إِذَا أَصَابَتْهُمْ مُصِيبَةٌ قَالُوا إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ قَالُوا إِنَّا لِلَّهِ Meaning, if they are tried and tested, or a calamity befalls them, those when afflicted with calamity, they say, Inna lillah, truly to Allah we belong. So they admit, they admit the comprehensive kingdom of Allah that everything belongs to Allah, it's His possession and that he does in his kingdom what he wills. And that's why the Prophet ﷺ told one of his daughters, he told her, إِنَّ لِلَّهِ مَا أَخَذَ وَلَهُ مَا أَعْطَى To Allah belongs that which he takes, and belongs to him that which he gives. You are a possession of Allah. You are in His kingdom. He does what He wishes to you in accordance with what is entailed by His wisdom. Most blessed and most high is He. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. And to Him we shall return. They admit that it's inevitable that they will return to Allah for recompense. If they are resentful, He will recompense them for that. And if they endure patiently, as it is the case with the ones who are patient, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward them for their endurance on these calamities. So He tests them with calamities and trials and rewards the patiently enduring ones. What will they receive? What will they receive? Is stated in the next verse, 257, 157. Ulaika, 
عليهم صلوات من ربهم ورحمة أولئك عليهم صلوات من ربهم ورحمة أولئك those meaning those who patiently persevere those they are those who on whom are the salawat the blessings from their Lord they are those who receive his mercy and it is they who are the guided ones and as-salawat as-salawat ulaika alayhim salawat upon them there will be salawat salawat plural of salah and it means the praising of Allah in the high place in front of the angels Allah praises them <coughs> and they are the guided ones whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided them that upon the occurrence of calamities they did not resent and reject but rather they endured patiently and in this verse there is Dalil, there is evidence that the Salah of Allah is different from His mercy is different from His mercy rather it is more particular and more perfect and better so it is more particular and whoever from discovers interpreted that the Salah from Allah is Ar-Rahma is mercy and that the Salah from the angels is the Dua, the invocation and from the children of Adam is the Istighfar this has no basis rather Al-Salah is different from Ar-Rahma Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the verse conjugated ar-rahmah to the salah and the conjugation in the contracts, in the construct entails distinction entails distinction and since also the ulama the scholars unanimously are in agreement to say to any of the believers Allahumma arham fulanan or Allah have mercy upon such and such but the scholars different are different or different on the following is it permissible to say Allahumma salli alayh or Allah have salah upon him or not three opinions three opinions some considered it to be absolutely permissible the other opinion they considered it to be absolutely impermissible and some considered it permissible if it is related if it is related and we will explain and that this latter opinion is the correct opinion as for example Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala ali Muhammad 
Oh Allah have your salah upon the Prophet and upon the family of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi So this is related related to what? Being following the salah upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala ali Muhammad. Also they said it is permissible if there is a reason behind it, as a cause. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah At-Tawbah 9-103 خُذْ مِنْ أَمْوَالِهِمْ صَدَقَةً تُطَهِّرُهُمْ وَتُزَكِّيهِمْ بِهَا وَصَلِّ عَلَيْهِمْ وَصَلِّ عَلَيْهِمْ Take sadaqa, alms from their wealth, in order to purify them and sanctify them with it, and invoke Allah for them. Salli alayhim. Have salah upon them. So, if there is a reason, if there is a cause, then there is no harm in that. You may say then, in this case, Allahumma salli ala fulan, if there is a cause, Allah have your salah upon such and such. So if someone comes to you with his zakah and he told you and he told you take my zakah and give it to the poor take my zakah and give it to the poor in this case it is okay for you to say to him sallallahu alayk may Allah salah be upon you meaning you invoke Allah for him As Allah ordered His Prophet to do so in the verse earlier in 9103. This brings the end of the discussion of these verses, which the author, Rahimahullah, began with them, his, began his chapter with them. Uh, mentioned this in the beginning of his chapter concerning the As-Sabr patience and inshallah in the next class we will take the first hadith of Abi Malik Al-Harith bin Asim Al-Ash'ari Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam